0: Getting What You Want never felt like this. We read The Last Mrs. Parrish. Your cheating heart
1: Will make you weep. You'll cry and cry And try to sleep I feel like
2: Patsy is kind of a... Uh... Leading A leading question? No, what's, what's the thing where you like answer a quest- question before someone asks it? If you're finishing each other's
1: sandwiches. Yeah, something like that.
2: <laughs> She's finishing our sandwiches before we even talk. But welcome to The Last Time I Read. Uh, this is episode four, and we will be talking about the wonderful book, The Last Mrs. Parrish. People mm. <laughs> are shaking their heads. Oh, <laughs> Love it. Guys, this
1: was
3: the first book that we pretty much had no idea... About, we didn't know anything about this book at all. All we knew was on old Reese Witherspoon's list of her favorite books.
2: But Reese has never steered us wrong. Oh. Uh. Where has she steered us previously? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Emily <coughs> Oliphant was great. Or Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. That was a Reese Witherspoon book. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere, that's a Reese Witherspoon book. Okay. Uh, where the
0: Crawdads Sing?
3: What's and where the,
2: where the Crawdads Sing? Those were all good. So, okay. So we've enjoyed those ones.
0: Uh, for some reason, I always get Reese Witherspoon mixed up with Meg Ryan. Those are two very different people. I know, but they're both. I would feel like at that time they are
3: they women were in similar roles because <laughs> Meg Ryan was in like she was in like uh, You Got good.
2: and
3: or oh what, what else? Was, oh, when Harry Met Sally. Was yeah, like, she's no, in, yeah, she's in uh-huh, that. Yeah, she's in that. And Reese Witherspoon was in a couple of those like really romantic comedies, like Sweet Home Alabama. So of uh-huh. their time,
2: I feel like yeah,
3: no.
0: Meg Ryan was in Sweet Home Alabama. No,
2: it was no. Reese, Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. No. Yes. yes. Look it up. You're going to be wrong again about another this is movie. This going to be another. Robert Zemeckis. We're Robert back to Robert Zemeckis, 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 Zemeckis oh, again. No. <laughs> Sweet. What we've learned about CJ. Is, is he gets that, his movies
1: but conflicted. But I'm
3: also terrible about names. But for that thing, I do know.
2: So uh, um, as CJ looks up where he is wrong, because we already know he's wrong. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the best thing you've read since the last time we met. Um, I'm going to go first, I guess, because CJ's still looking. Uh, I read a book by Leanne Moriarty called What Alice Forgot. Uh, Leanne Moriarty also wrote uh, Little Big Lies, mm. which is now an HBO show. The show's not as good as the book, but uh, What Alice Forgot has been, and uh, I think will be a fun read for anyone who oh, reads it. Dang it's it. about. Yeah, you got <laughs> it wrong.
0: You got it wrong. Wait. <laughs> who is the woman in Leatherheads and Jerry Maguire?
1: That That's
2: Renelle uh,
0: Zellweger. Oh. <laughs> you have three different <laughs> people, <in there. laughs> but
2: they are all blonde. Yeah, so you they do are. Have that Wait, for you. you're doing are good. Are Meg
0: Ryan and Reese Witherspoon not the same person? No, no they're, they're definitely different they're people. Not the same person? Definitely
2: different people. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan's older than uh, Reese Witherspoon. She's in Top Gun. Yes, so you know they kind of, their their careers kind of bridge because once one was ending, the other was like yeah. taking off. So. Anyway, uh, What Alice Forgot uh, is about a woman that – it opens with a woman that goes to the gym and she hits her head and she forgets 10 years of her life. So the whole book is – all the people in her family, like they know her now, but she is basically stuck in 1998 and the book is based in 2008. And she's just trying to piece together the woman that she's become after missing 10 years of her life. And it's vastly – it's two like vastly different women and it was – a, a really good, fascinating read. Uh, it's well written, um, and it's hard to guess what's going on. So it, it was fun. I recommend it. Uh, Is she wondering
3: West, where TRL was. She, she's <laughs> actually wondering about
2: the Lewinsky scandal. Oh yeah, because she apparently thinks it like she doesn't know if Bill Clinton got impeached or oh, anything spoiler like that. Alert. Yeah. So that uh, was, uh, and and one there's like one part in the book where she was <coughs> she like has three kids but didn't realize she had three kids. Oh my gosh. Um, and. One of them is talking about like uh, Googling something, and she's like, what is Giggle? Google? (laughs) Like She has no idea. She has no context for going on Google to find out things. So that's the best thing I've read since. Chris? Um, So
3: I didn't read that many books this this month. Um, I did read The Subtle Knife, which is the second book in the Golden Compass series. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more I've been reading these books, the more I'm like, God, these books are really dark and not young adult fiction books. Um, The storytelling is fantastic, but the content... It can get pretty pretty dark in some places, um, but I haven't been reading a lot of things, but I have been listening to a lot of things. Um, been listening to a couple of podcasts, Armchair Expert, which is fantastic. Dax Shepherd. Dax Shepherd. Mm-hmm. He edited the interview. I listened to the one with Tony Hale, who is he's from Forky. Uh, from Forkey. He's also in uh, oh. Arrested Development. That's mm-hmm. like his big role, and his his show that just came off the air. Who is he in
2: Arrested old, Development? He's, uh, he is, what's his name? Is it Tobias? The, yeah. No. Oh, no. No, that's Tobias Künke. He's not Job. He's not Job. He's the other son. Oh, my
3: gosh. I feel terrible. The though.
2: one that is in love with uh, Liza. Oh, Liza yeah, Liza. yeah, yeah, Under
3: yeah. Lucille. He's in He's Lucille. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Buster. Buster. Buster, Buster Blues. Yes. That's who he is. Yeah. He's a
3: monster. Um, but yeah, if he would, <laughs> but that interview was really great. And then I've also been listening to a lot of uh, Life is Short with Justin Long. Uh-huh. Um, so that one's good I've listened to a couple of his his ones and then probably my favorite is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend which is probably one of my favorite podcasts uh, currently it's, what do you like about that one he Conan O'Brien is such an enigma because when you watch him on TV you kind of you're like do I like this person because he seems like an absolute jerk um but when he's on air or when he's on the radio, he's more of a like a real – like his real personality of who he really is. Mm-hmm. And so he interviews like really great guests and some like really awesome um, people that he'll talk to. But he's more – he, he kind of has like his guard down. So he'll talk to people like Paul Rudd, um, Tina Fey, David Letterman, um, Jeff Goldblum. So just, I mean, people that, like, you have never heard talk about certain things before. They hmm. do get them on there. But he's, and it just, it, I like his stuff just because it's he's not, like, regular Conan. He mm-hmm. really is interested in what people have to say. And he's, and he's funny, too. That
2: was a fun episode to record because Chris <coughs> has his sexy, raspy voice yeah, going on. I,
3: yeah. I had a cough, so you'll hear some coughing from me.
0: So sorry, guys. <laughs> Did you guys ever, like, when you were kids, yell as loud as you could? For long periods
2: of the day so that you could get the cool, raspy voice? When I was trying to become a rapper. Really? No, I never tried to become a rapper. (laughs) I'm terrible at putting together lyrics. I never did that, though. (laughs) On the ones and twos. Oh, my God. That'd be terrible. You did that? Yeah.
0: Just for fun? Yeah, well, this kid, he came to daycare with a hoarse voice, and I was like, oh, man, he sounds so cool. I got to sound like that. (laughs) That's so ridiculous. It does sound really cool. But it also is to get the
2: raspy voice is not fun. What was <coughs> the best thing you read? CJ, Meg um, Ryan, Reese Witherspoon.
0: I, I read a lot of stuff. Uh, maybe to cleanse my palate of this book. I <laughs> um, haven't even started talking about it. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, huh. yeah. But it, yeah. But I'm yeah. not sorry. Yeah. So um, I read I Am Legend. Uh, which was pretty good. It was uh, Richard Matheson wrote it. Did Will Smith narrate it? No, uh, it was narrated by s- somebody who sounded like a lot gruffer than Will Smith. Mm, okay, and there was a lot of inner but monologue yelled and
2: at the playground for a while, so that he could get that voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, it was all right. You know, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but it was an interesting ride uh, and different than the book. And then I read winter's bone by Daniel Woodrell, which was excellent. It was about, uh, this woman in the Ozarks, like in Missouri. And she is like kind of in this town with, with all of her like distant family. They're, they're called the, uh, dollies and they, they like, uh, make meth or some kind of drug out in the mountains, and it's like, you know, snitches get stitches, bullets to the head. Oh, uh, okay. You it's very know, different.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: put under frozen lakes or whatever. So yeah, she's anyways. Her her dad goes missing, and uh, their house he put he put up for bail, and so they ha- she's got to find her dad, and like, before their house gets like closed <coughs> down upon.
2: So Cool. Well, some fun reads. Well, let's go into our book Mm. since we have it here. And as we always do, I'm going to read the synopsis of the book or whatever is on like the the dust jacket so that you're enticed to read it. So it says here, The Last Mrs. Parrish is a mesmerizing psychological thriller (laughs) full of delicious twists. About a coolly manipulative mm. woman who worms her way into the lives of a wealthy golden couple from Connecticut to achieve the privileged life she wants. Accurate, uh, something. That's that's the shortest.
0: That's the shortest intro
3: we read of all of the books.
0: Mm-hmm. Delicious doesn't really describe anything about this book. <laughs> this is me. like a.
3: This is this is like a like a a, a summer read for like. It's like the top five summer reads of the
2: year. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to preface this as we start. This uh, there was a lot of hot sports opinions <laughs> in our in our group text as we were reading this book. Man. Uh, I think I'm the only one that lands on ah, it's fine. It's it's a fine book. Uh, everyone else is on the that book was it, it's a fine book, but the people in it are terrible. Yes.
3: So, I mean, I I thought it was. It I mean, it made you think. It made you think, but. Everybody in that book was terrible there many people do not have any redeeming qualities in this book at all so yeah
2: so there we go but yeah so it opens uh, with we meet our first uh, main character of the book uh, and her name is Amber and Amber is at the gym and she uh, is running on treadmill and she's waiting for the specific person to get on the treadmill next to her and as that person gets there, uh, Amber drops this one magazine that's about cystic fibrosis. Um, and the lady that she was waiting for, her name is Daphne. Uh, and she notices this magazine and goes, wait, you know someone else with cystic fibrosis? And mm-hmm. Amber uh, answers, yeah, my sister, she she died of cystic fibrosis. And Daphne is like shocked because her sister also died of cystic fibrosis. So from that first interaction, um, the, the 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 plan is is laid the trap is laid i guess it. yeah she, amber sets the trap but we are very quickly like in the very first pages you learn that Amber's like she's lying about the cystic oh, yeah. fibrosis like she is she's been trying to get her way into daphne's life uh for a while and this was her way in so uh so yeah so then daphne she falls for it, hook, line, and sinker, and this Amber person is now invited to uh, be part of this fundraising committee that raises money for cystic fibrosis. Uh, <laughs> and what you should know about Daphne is that she is she is the type of rich that I've never met. Like she's just she's just so rich you don't you don't even understand how rich she is. So like. They don't. They don't even worry about money in in her family. So um, this is this leads you to understand why Amber is like targeting her because she's trying to worm her way into um, Daphne's family. So yeah,
3: which I mean, with Daphne, I mean you like automatically. I mean she's like automatically trustworthy. She's like, hey, you. Oh, this must be true. You wouldn't lie about something like this. Come and join me. Like there is no like. I've never met met you before in my life. Come on to this this like fundraiser thing that I have been working my whole life on, and you were you I trust you completely. 100%. She's so
0: desperate for somebody that has a shared experience. Yeah. Uh, with because because her sister died from cystic fibrosis, she's just like anyone who shares this experience. I'm immediately makes, like yeah. letting my guard down with. Which makes sense as you kind of move forward,
3: like move in the book itself, where she's like, I need someone in my life that I can pour into. I guess.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was very quick for us to realize that uh, Amber is what we would call cray-cray. Oh, she cray-cray. She's so cray-cray. There's there's (laughs) enough gifts of her being cray-cray in our uh, group text. But (laughs) by Chapter 7, it was like, what is going on with this lady? But she was just – she was doing the most to show how crazy she was. Like there was no one that Amber met throughout the book that she actually liked. She had this coworker that she worked with that was she so was nice the to her
3: worst, always <laughs> she'd be like i love you you're so great and then behind her back is like you stupid bee. and i'm like you're you're a terrible person <laughs> oh
0: yes oh my god it's like she did not like anyone like no anyone basically any like terrible thoughts that you have on your worst day like multiply that by 10 and that's what
2: amber's thinking all the time Gosh, oh yeah, she hates so many. She, people. She hates all the people. She meets um, uh, Daphne's two daughters. Oh god, uh, who? I mean, one of the do- the oldest daughter is fine. The, she's nice. The, the youngest daughter has, has some a terror. Oh yeah, she has some issues. Lots she, and lots of issues. She's like the
3: spoiled little girl mm-hmm. who just doesn't listen and is like the epitome of a brat. Like just such a brat yeah oh my gosh
2: so uh amber to her face is really nice to the little daughter but behind her back is always talking about how she's a terror and how she needs to be sent away or how she needs to be disciplined mm-hmm. and so this you see this duplicitous nature of amber throughout like uh the first part of the book she's just she's so nice to daphne she uh you know is crying about her fake sister that she lost to sister like, fibrosis uh, and like comforting Daphne and uh, very quickly she starts becoming one of Daphne's closest friends. Uh, Daphne uh, gets her to help her out with this fundraiser that she's doing Uh, and she ends up being um, like her right hand person to be able to to put this fundraiser on. Uh, But as this is happening like she is also trying to get to know Jackson, who is mm, Daphne's Jackson husband. Parish. Jackson Parish, yes. Um, Hot stuff, Jackson Parish. Of, of the Connecticut parishes. Mm. So Jackson is where all the riches come from. He is super successful in his business. He owns like a building in Manhattan. Uh, you know, he flies all over the world. And they have this pristine house. And she's just she's just trying to meet him. And very quickly you figure out that uh, <laughs> I, I think my first thought was, I think she's trying to figure out how she can blackmail um blackmailed uh, Daphne so that she can secretly seduce the husband.
3: Yeah, I feel like in the beginning of the book, and I don't know if that this is where you all sat with this, but I felt like in the beginning of the book, it's like, what did they do to her? That, like, I was like, maybe, maybe this family did something to her or her family mm-hmm. that makes her such a terrible person and wants to, like, ruin it's
2: this family. Like the ultimate revenge story. Yes,
3: and I was like, oh, maybe Amber is, like, she's, like, something, somebody, like, just hurt her So badly, she's gonna, she just wants to like, just ruin their family. I was like, no, 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 she's just awful. She just wants to, she's like to ruin people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, they don't really hide her character for very long in this book. You, you Mm -hmm. pretty quickly understand that you're dealing with a snake in the grass. And gosh, yeah, she's, there's just nothing, there's really nothing redeeming about. This person, except that she is good at faking
2: being nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She is so, yeah, she's so good. at. So one of the things that she does uh, is, so she helps with a fundraiser. And then uh, she's had this job working with, um, she's had this job working at like a real estate company. Oh, yes. uh, And after the fundraiser, she tells Daphne that she lost her job because her boss tried to sexually harass her. Uh, and now and she's like crying and she's like, I can't I don't have a job, I can't I can't find a job. Um, he sexually harassed me and Daphne offers to like go talk to him because the parishes they own that part of Connecticut. But Amber just plays it down and goes, No, don't do that. He's gonna he's gonna deny it or whatever the case yeah, may be. Because, because it's all a lie. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she fabricated every single thing. So Daphne uh then realizes, you know what? My husband, he owns this multi million dollar company, so why don't I ask him to hire Amber at his business? Which is exactly what Amber was hoping for. I think. Gosh. I think the book. Whenever she gets offered the job, she's like, "That was much easier than I thought it would be." Like, so you're hearing her wheels turn. So then she gets hired. Um, For this company, and right away, she's trying to figure out a way to get closer to Jackson. And he has the secretary that's an older lady, so she starts drugging the older lady. To make her forget
3: things. Uh She starts moving things, and she's like, oh, you must have moved this. Like, oh, you put that there. (laughs) Oh, you put this here. Oh, no, I saw you with it. It's like, you, it's like, you, first of all, you're trying to, and she tries to, like, justify it in her head. Like, she's old. She's going to lose. She's going to, like, retire soon. This is just easier for her to get she yes. needs to be
0: spending time with her grandkids like anyways. Her terrible grandkids yeah. that I hate.
3: So she's like trying to find the, the the best way to get this woman to lose her job so she can morph her way into that position. But every, every detail of her, you're just like, this is one more piece of information that just shows who yeah. you are.
0: Yeah, every breath of the book is like a nice thing that she's saying out loud and then a terrible thing yes. she's thinking about the person she's saying mm-hmm. it to. And it, it's so poisonous that like, it's very unpleasant reading the book Yes, with, with, when, when she's a narrator. That's a majority of the like the first, I
3: mean, some of this, most of this book is you're just like, why is this enjoyable to read? And why do so many people enjoy this book? Because so far, none of this is fun to read at this moment right now. There's a terrible person doing terrible things to people saying terrible things mm-hmm.
2: about them behind their back. About uh, twenty chapters in, Chris texted, "These characters suck." They <laughs> suck. <laughs> it was terrible. With a lot of gifts. Oh man, it was it was pretty hilarious. So yeah, so we have Amber. She's doing all these things, and I think what made it suck was like she was succeeded succeeding in everything that she was trying to do from the get go. You could tell that she was trying to drive a wedge between Daphne and her husband and uh, find a way in and you just she makes all these steps and every single step that she takes is like super successful she gets a job next to him and then she gets his uh, secretary to go crazy and he uh, fires that secretary and then she becomes like this huge asset to Jackson and Jackson's like I'm not going to hire anyone else. I'm just going to let you become my secretary. So now they're working long hours mm-hmm. together. And while this is happening, uh, she's a really good friend to Daphne. Uh, they're starting to go on family vacation together. She is starting to, I think at one point she went Christmas shopping with mm-hmm. uh, Daphne and the girls. And then they go away on during the summer together uh, with Daphne and the rest of the family. So she's like becoming part of the family. And to Daphne, she feels like, uh, she is Daphne's sister, mm-hmm. so uh, so this is happening. But there's there's like, and the other part uh, of it is you feel like Daphne's just like again, like CJ said, she's she's really yearning for the sister. She's she, she's overlooking like red flags, uh, and the biggest red flag came in probably in the twenty around the twenties of the chapters where uh, one of Daphne's friends, Meredith, comes in to confront Amber and goes, "Hey." Uh you said your name was amber this well i run I ran your like background check for the fundraising committee, and it turns out like this person is missing <laughs> you're
1: and, <lying. laughs>
2: and you're lying, and this is a picture of the person that's missing and it looks nothing like you so yeah. in that moment, Amber says uh this is gonna be really hard for me to say, but um I'm on the run, and uh I don't want people to find out where I am because my She said her husband, her husband or her father had abused abused her, so she was on the run, so she didn't want anyone to know who she was, Uh, and that's why she um, always hid when there was like pictures being taken, and uh, that's why she didn't want her background check to be found out. So, through
3: this whole part, you're just like, why is Daphne so dumb? Like, why (laughs) is she so dumb not to see all of the signals, all of the red flags, everything? Like the relationship between Daphne and her husband throughout most of the book is like this beautiful relationship and it's always great and they're always like holding hands and they're sneaking kisses and this, that, and the other and then and then Amber's just trying to do her best to like get time alone with them which I think one of the biggest ones was like one of the, the key points for it. so Amber's just trying her best to just drive a wedge between the two of them so mm-hmm. she can like Sure her I mean her the key thing is she wants she wants them to divorce so that she can be the new Mrs. Parrish. Yeah. But the big one, I think the part where I was like, man, why is she so dumb? Is like when when uh he buys tickets to that the that like Broadway show. Oh yeah, uh huh. And she, and and Amber's like, Oh, I can I'll go with with you. I'll totally yeah. go with you. Yeah. And Daphne's like, Oh, it's fine. Yeah, go with my husband to this event that's
2: go to a nice
3: fancy dinner and this that and the other
2: yeah and they have like a apartment in Manhattan because why not because he's uber rich so he has a penthouse in Manhattan Uh, so instead of coming home to Connecticut they go to this play and then they end up sleeping at the apartment together but I mean they have multiple rooms so she ends up sleeping in one room and him in the other but it's like another like win for her she can she can now like uh, access that penthouse and know where it is and uh, and he kind of seduced Jackson. So in the in the whole time, they're describing
0: her in like all these subtle things she's doing to like mm-hmm. get his interest piqued. You know, mm-hmm. so you know the clothes she's wearing, mm-hmm. the mannerisms she's adopting, the like right. ref- the she's perfume, the perfume. He's like, oh, it,
2: I, he's a, I'm allergic
0: to this perfume,
3: and
2: so mm-hmm. she starts wearing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and yeah, when the book starts, she's like this mousy girl from Missouri or Nebraska or something. Ooh, and then, Who is
0: uh, frequently described as, like, not
2: good-looking at uh-huh. all. And then all of a sudden she, like, gets this job and is making six figures or whatever it is, and she's, like, she has a complete makeover and is attractive and is, like, flaunting whatever she has so that Jackson can kind of see her, uh, which was again, part of her plot. And the, you see the opposite with Daphne is like, you know, they meant working out and Daphne was always working out. She was always eating really, really well. Uh, never touched a carb, never touched her mouth. Um, their house was always pristine. Like one time Amber or Daphne spill like wine and Daphne spends like 15 minutes cleaning it up so that it just looks in place. So, uh, in, in Amber's Amber mind, comments, she,
0: yeah. Like yeah.
2: She's like, you could have left it. Someone else could have fixed it. Or like, you seem uptight about this, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, like, Daphne's crazy. Like, yeah, she's so so obsessed about their house being <laughs> so clean. Mm-hmm. I will I will give Amber one thing.
3: She is incredibly smart mm-hmm. and brilliant. Like she like she, and like one of, like for her to get for that job that she works with um, Jackson at his this firm or whatever, she like does a lot of research and becomes very proficient in that Mm -hmm. position she's actually useful yeah and it's and she's very smart but she's not using her powers for good she's using her powers for evil to tear this one that's the the worst part part.
1: gosh
2: yeah well yeah so Daphne keeps confiding in Amber uh Mm -hmm. telling her you know she's telling her all these like really intimate things like um I'm glad you went to that play because I really don't I don't like Shakespeare and Jackson really likes Shakespeare. So I'm glad you could do that and experience that with him. Uh, and then she starts to drop hints about how, um, she Jackson's really disappointed that they never had a son. Uh, and he would really love to have a son and, and all that. And it starts like, uh, the, the wheels start turning in Amber's head of like, okay, so if I can seduce this guy, uh, this could be a thing. Uh, and then Daphne, like, really trusts Amber and goes, you know, you guys, you're working in the city. You're working very, very late. So if you ever need to, you can just go stay at the penthouse apartment um, on the nights that you don't want to come back to Connecticut because I know it's going to be hard for you to do that. And Amber is like, that's my ticket. So she she starts to plan for Jackson because she's his uh, personal assistant. So she starts to plan for him to have nights that were 12 for him to go home yeah. and for her to go home so that they end up having to sleep at the same, um, at the same, at the penthouse together. Uh, and, and you're just like, no way Daphne can be this dumb. Like, right? Yeah. Why are you so dumb, girl? Why are you dumb? But she has been dumb. She's like, she's just yeah. feeding her everything that she needs. It's like, where are my clothes? Uh, you know, sleep at my penthouse, go with my husband to his fancy dinner, on us
0: on a boat vacation. where yeah, you can wear great. a swimsuit and right. of my husband. I'm gonna, yeah,
2: I'm gonna go lay down. Uh, I don't even like being on the boat. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's telling her all these things that she doesn't like Gosh. about her life, which are like ammunition to this really smart girl Amber. who's like, oh, I'm gonna make those things like that I really love, so that Jackson can start to contrast like me and his wife. So yeah, so that's happening. I don't remember what the final push was for them to kiss and then like I think they were they were at the apartment and she just like
3: she just kinda wiggled her wiggled her way into that into something like she was talking about something
0: and she just kissed him and then they ended up having sex together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Yeah, she, she had she had like she has so many little ways to like weasel her way into his graces, you know, that it's like you know, at that point it, they just started to, like, pile up into mm-hmm. this giant mountain of reasons, and eventually he's just in
2: he mm-hmm. caves. Yeah. He, his resistance was no longer, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. So then chapter 20 to 30 is a lot of sauce. Gosh, that was the worst. It's
3: like, why did you spend 10 chapters on just this just relationship between amber and jackson of like you're having
2: sex we get it you are having an affair i don't need to know about affair? it yeah you're it's, having an affair here oh, sauce is the best
1: affair. way to put it yeah
0: <laughs> super saucy you're just like eye rolling at how much they're how many different ways that they're describing these two hooking up and like all the different scenarios Gosh. and i mean it's not like super descriptive yes i
3: do appreciate that that it's not like interestingly descriptive, but it is
0: all the time. Yes, and it, your brain is if, while you're reading this, it's it's constantly thinking about it. Like so, yeah. I mean, I, I was skipping. I skipped so much of this. <laughs> I just was pushing the skip button indiscriminately. <laughs> like and Gosh. and I would skip it, and if I heard them talking about something saucy, I would push the skip button again. And I can't tell you how many times I skipped. <laughs> I think I texted you or called you, and I was like, "You can just skip a bunch of these chapters."
3: I think you it's said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, skip for chapter
2: times. twenty to twenty-five. They're, it's all it's pointless. It's, it's the like, same oh, thing. Oh, they met here. They did this. They
3: had an over here. They had an affair here. Oh, they—they they went on vacation. They had an affair there.
2: Yeah. So, so they're starting to do that, and also what's happening at the same time as their affairs like flaring up is Daphne is like just. Uh, what's what's the word she's she's not eating carbs yeah. she's not working out anymore she doesn't care about keeping the house clean like she is just letting herself go uh, in a way that she looks less attractive to Jackson than amber does and again you're like do you I mean this husband seems like he's a great husband to you I don't know why you would just like let him go without a fight but um, that's what's happening with her she's uh, she can't fit her clothes anymore um, she's just not She's not the trophy wife that he married that, um, you know, he wants to parade around and be proud of. And uh, the final um, the <coughs> final part of Amber's plan was to uh, get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she lies that she's on birth control because, you know, lying is like drinking water to this lady. Uh, and she ends up getting pregnant. And then not only does she end up getting pregnant, but she also lies and says, I'm having a son before she even knew that she was having she's a yet, son. Yeah. Yeah, so so then Jackson's like super excited because you know he's been trying to have a son, an heir to his uh, properties or whatever the case may be, and so she makes the ultimatum of like it's either you have both of us with me married and you leave uh, Daphne, or you don't have either of us uh, and you just you don't have the son. Because so she
3: wanted she, she was yeah she threatened abortion right. Uh huh. Yeah. Like literally was like I want my cake. I'm gonna eat, I want my cake. I want to eat it. Too. Mm-hmm. Like, I want, this is, I want everything. And so, gosh. It's so, I mean, you get to this point where you're like, everyone, it's like Daphne, Daphne's over here being super dumb. You got Amber over here, who's like the worst person ever. You got Jackson over here, who's like ruining his marriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And you're like, gosh. And expect, I mean, the big thing is like, and we talked about this and my thing that I had about this book specifically, and we'll probably get into this. Is like we as men have really awesome wives, mm-hmm. who are like strong mm-hmm. women, Absolutely. who are like just strong, strong women. Yes. And these women, these women in this book, I'm just like, ugh, like y'all <laughs> suck.
2: Like, make up your mind, like, make a decision. Why are
3: y'all so, I'm so tired of books where they're like writing the woman is like this. I want I, I, there's this, books out there. I mean, and I think that was what was so refreshing about or the crawdad scene, Uh because she was so smart, she was so independent. She was strong. She was
0: strong. Yeah.
3: It was awesome. But these women are so stupid. (laughs) It makes me so mad. They're so divisive. Yeah.
2: Yes, I I remember a literal text (laughs) from Chris saying, "Uh, I think this is why I hate this book the most. Yeah. Or this is the part of the book that I hate the most. I mean, at
0: this point, I, I I had called Chris because I wasn't sure if I could finish this book. <laughs> you were like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I, I, it had put me in such a bad mental space. I I I hated this book, um, absolute with like a hundred percent passion. Um, but I mean, there there were so many things that made me hate it. There were uh, the voice actor or the the person that was reading the book. She sounded like That's a freaking so robot. Bad. I had to put it oh on I
1: had gosh.
0: To, I had to put her on like the 1.25 speed on Audible. Oh so yeah. That it sounded
3: better cuz when it was not her it was like and Amber came into the room and and did this and that and other. I'm like, God. So when it sped up it was
0: easier to, to
3: yeah. listen to."
1: You know uh, it's
0: bad when I put it on <coughs> 1.5. I was I was listening on this book from like 1.5 gosh. to 2 speed. I, I put it at 2 some of the time just cuz it was so hard to get through. And yeah, and Daphne, like Daphne, the person who's like, like being offended, I guess, Mm -hmm. or like, the person who is struggling in this situation who you're supposed to feel for. Like, I don't even really care about her because the to me the writing wasn't strong enough for me Mm -hmm. to care. Yeah,
3: and that's I think that's that was our biggest beef. I think me and CJ's biggest beef was the fact of like it took them ten. There were ten chapters of just like this relationship between Jackson of, of Amber ruining this marriage between Jackson and and, uh, and Daphne. And it's like, why, why was this 10 chapters? Like, mm-hmm. ugh, it's like the same thing. We get over, it. And over, yeah. Over what's going again.
2: on? Yeah. And
0: I think I talked about like how the, the dialogue between Daphne and her husband was so bad. Daphne mm-hmm. and Jackson mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, it is just so cheesy. <laughs> Because
3: uh, Jackson just, like, dotes on his wife. He's like, buys her flowers and, like, takes her on these nice vacations. And, like, she's able to see um, – Amber's able to see their bank account. And so he's able to see, like, all the things that he, like, buys for her. And he's mm-hmm. like, man, if you were my – if I was your wife, I would be over the moon for you. With
2: these things, yeah. With these things. Yeah. Ugh. It's crazy. But, yeah, so uh, then what happens is, you know, Daphne – Gets called in by Amber and Jackson, and Jackson says, I'm divorcing you. Uh, me and Amber have been having an affair. Uh, Daphne is distraught, at least in the description of the book, and she she's crying, and um, and she she's like, how could you do this? My best friend, and Amber's like, oh, we aren't really friends. I just wanted your husband. Uh, and you're like, how can how can this Amber person get get worse? She is the worst. I don't I don't understand. And Daphne, you're dumb. You should you should have you should have figured out this was coming. So, uh, so yeah, that happens. And then we get to
1: remake. Oh yeah, here we go. Remix. It goes
3: Gone Girl on us, Man. Right? Part two. Yeah, it goes Total Gone Girl on us.
2: <laughs> so now uh, we go to part girl. two, and part two is all in Daphne's. Uh, perspective of what happened, and then immediately
3: I remember listening to it and being like, "Oh,
2: here it goes. <laughs> yeah.
3: We've been all we've been
0: GMO. And A sigh of relief <laughs> came out from all of
3: us. we <laughs> like, "Oh
2: god." See, you, I man. was I was ahead at this point, and I CJ just kept complaining about. Uh, Chapter was 20 to 30 because the same thing was happening over and over again. Daphne, yeah, I, I literally
0: read hashtag when you have to keep the reader intrigued by the promise of more titillating content because you can't carry the story with your own writing. <laughs> uh, it, it was kind of like, like literally
3: like getting your head above water. Uh-huh. Like you've been like waiting for – it's kind of like when you're watching like a scary movie and you're ready for the daytime to show up. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, guys, Okay. I say, okay. Okay, now we can. Okay,
0: now we can get away from all this terrible affair and sex talk for ten chapters. The the first voice actor sounded. I'm going to try to do the what she sounded like. Um, It was something like this, like Daphne. But it does it.
2: Never mind. terrible. <laughs> that was
1: really
0: good Did you,
2: you wanna cut that in post? <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna keep oh, that no, in because that's it. hilarious. Oh god. <laughs> that was oh, good. that's that was good. But yeah, so now we're in part two and we start to learn about Daphne's life. So it starts by painting like a broad picture of, you know, how her and Jackson met and how, um, they had really the perfect relationship in a sense. You know, her sister had died and she was this like independent woman that was trying to work on this foundation to help people with cystic fibrosis she wasn't interested in uh dating someone but jackson showed up and he was rich and he was really interested in her and um like in the um the crux of the whole thing was her dad got sick i think did he have a heart attack something happened to him where he was in the hospital for a while and uh while they were dating and jackson like uh swooped in and uh, yeah. took care of her family because her parents owned uh, an inn in um in New Hampshire maybe yeah, one of the like one of the New England states uh and yeah they owned a b and so Jackson like just while her dad was hospital <laughs> like uh he just came in and took care of everything and she fell in love with him because of that because he took care of her family and she was just like this is the man that I want to be with so then they end up getting married and uh, they get married Then you're like, Oh, this is awesome. And he- she didn't like care about any of the money. No, like, it wasn't a thing about the money thing. He just really loved him. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so yeah, so that happens. And then, you start to see who Jackson really is. Mm. Uh, and I think That's about the a song. of Jackson. Oh, yeah. About three chapters in Chris's text was, oh, I hate Jackson. <laughs> because Freaking Jackson parish. they get married and they, they're talking about going on their honeymoon and she's thinking, oh, let's go to you know, someplace that we haven't been to together. He's like, you know what? We're going to go to Bora Bora because I, I want to go to Bora Bora. And she's like, okay, I guess we'll go to Bora Bora. I was hoping we would do like something by ourselves where, you know, we'd figure out, uh, we'd have a new experience together. And he's like, no. And they go to Bora Bora. He, um, has packed her suitcase for her. He starts to tell her what she needs to wear and how the clothes fit together. Uh, and, uh, she's she's like oh thinking he's you know he's just being cute and joking but he turns into like this like domineering crazy person right right after they get married like right away well because like they get
3: they're like on the plane and -hmm. they're like he's like oh here's and he like the first sign of his craziness is where he's like he's like oh it's beautiful here and she's like how do you know it's beautiful here yeah and then they get to the place and they're like, oh, we're going to go to this restaurant that's, that's amazing and it's so romantic. And she's like, how do you know it's so romantic? It's like, I, you have been here before and mm-hmm. you've taken, like, I guess, other conquests here? Ugh, Jackson. It's
1: yeah.
2: Worst. So, um, so as soon as they get home, it's not just that he wants to control what she wears. It's he wants to control what she eats, um, how, what she reads who she's friends with, like every single thing about her life is now managed by Jackson Mm -hmm. to the point that she has to keep a food diary for him with a log of what she's eating and how much of it she's eating and how much working out she's doing. And when she doesn't do it right, he uses the most like abusive demeaning terms to to talk to her like, oh, you're a pig. Oh, oh, you're just you're just fat, aren't you? Uh, those types of things. So uh, that's like in the early days of their marriage, and then he starts talking about how she needs to give him a son, and they have, you know, they're they're in a relationship, they're married, and all their sex that is described or the way that is described is it's so demeaning mm-hmm. to who she is because he uh, at one point like <coughs> pulls out a gun. Yes. Uh, well, well, so she like as a
0: normal human would do starts to like refuse him on all of these different points. Right. And it doesn't just stay like a verbal thing because he knows that that is not going to have any more power over her. So he starts, he escalates how he's going to get her to basically follow along Mm -hmm. And And yeah, he, he pulls out a gun. I I think it's like while she's sleeping Mm -hmm. and puts the gun in her mouth. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, she wakes up with his gun in her mouth and he's like, so are you basically ever going to not listen to me again? And she's like, I'm always going to listen to you,
2: you know? Yeah. And then, he, you know, he, she, they get pregnant. She has a daughter. And when she has her daughter, she's just like, I can't raise this daughter with this crazy person mm-hmm. as my husband. So she decides to like one day when he goes to work to run away and go to her mother's B&B. And just leave him. And as she's driving, she's you know she's left. As she's driving out of Connecticut. She gets pulled over by like a state state trooper. Well, she, she calls. So she yeah. she calls um,
3: Jackson because Jackson's been like calling her multiple times. And Jackson's like, "Don't do this. You're gonna regret it. Don't do this. Like you're making it. You're making an unwise decision." He's like, "I can't do this anymore." He's like, "He's like, if you do this, you will regret this." And then she starts getting text messages from Jackson. That's like. That's like, don't, like, please, t- please don't, please don't hurt our baby. Please, please take care of us. Like, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. It's like, I, I like, please, I know that we need we We can fix this. Like, it's going to be okay. And she's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then she gets pulled over.
2: Mm-hmm. And when she gets pulled over, the state trooper is like, we, we know you have a mental illness and you're trying to kidnap this child and your husband has told us about this. And then she gets committed into this, like, the mental <coughs> institution. Um, And her husband pays off all of the psychiatric
1: experts
0: Mm -hmm. so that they keep her there. And so she she literally can't get out. Uh, And he visits. And he's like, so are you ready to come back home? And she's like, I I never want to come back home with you. But he's like, all right, well, you're never going to leave. And you're going to be stuck here forever. And you're never going to see our daughter again. And so she... Thinks about it and she's like, Well, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to live in this hell with you Mm -hmm. uh, rather than live in this hell here in a psychiatric ward. Yeah,
2: when I'm not crazy. Yeah,
3: and it mixes into the first part because one of the things that Amber talks about is she's like, Oh, there she's been hearing rumors about how um, Daphne was committed. Mm -hmm. So she's like, Oh, like there's this like rumor that's going around about how Daphne was committed and all this other stuff. So it's like so she's like, oh, she must be a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the second part, and you're like, oh, okay, now this makes sense. Yeah, now we understand what's going
2: on. Yeah, yeah. So then Daphne comes home, and she's just like, I mean, she tries to fight. There's plenty of like times where she's trying to be resistant. Like she'll like there's a time they were going to a, to a cocktail party, and she wore her own, oh, yeah. like her own dress because she was trying to be defiant because she really liked what the dress looked like. And Jackson just looked at her and was like, okay. And then they went to like happy hour before the cocktail party and he decided to spill his like red wine on this white dress that she was wearing and he's like oh well we spilled wine you can't you can't go to this party uh it was a surprise party for one of her friend's husbands you can't go to this party like this so we're gonna have to go to uh the penthouse and then you're gonna have to get dressed and then uh when they got to the party uh jackson immediately lies and goes oh she didn't want to come uh i had to force her to to come here, which makes, which drives this wedge between uh, Daphne and her friends, even though he's like trying to, he's he's playing this like perfect husband that's trying to help this wife, but driving all these wedges so that she has no one to turn to in all of her moments. So when Amber comes in, so this is all happening, and then when Amber comes in, uh, initially Daphne's like, oh, I finally found someone that I, it's like my sister, she has the same, she understands what was going on uh, with the death of my sister. Uh, She's always there for me. She loves me. So she really genuinely at the beginning thinks that Amber is like an ally. And now we see
0: why she was so
2: trustworthy Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Because, oh, she needed somebody. Yeah. And there's
0: some times like in the beginning of the book where Jackson kind of responds a little coldly to Amber Mm -hmm. being invited into their family vacations and, and all of that sort of thing. So, and you're kind of like, oh, weird, you know, that seems like you know Amber's gonna have a lot of work to do to get into this family but it's really because Jackson doesn't want Daphne to have any friends yeah uh, he because he knows that if she has friends then she might eventually have a way out of their life together
2: yeah yeah so so yeah so that's happening so the turn for Daphne comes uh, at the point where we all thought she was an idiot uh, because Meredith comes and says hey this person that's calling herself Amber is not the right. Is not she? She's lying to you. So, um, in in front of Meredith, Daphne believes Amber's story of her running away from an abusive parent and uh, needing to start a new life. But behind her back, she decides to go to a private investigator to actually find out who this Amber person is. Yeah, uh, and part and how she how it clicked was because Amber used the same like lying about, she was like, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, uh, blah, blah, blah. And that was the exact same line she used when she uh, said she lost her job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daphne was like, huh, I'm, I feel like you're lying to me. So she goes to this, uh, investigator and finds out from the investigator all these things about Amber, uh, which are not great. Um, that Amber had tried to worm her way into a relationship in Missouri uh, with this one guy and then, um, you know, tried to just ended up almost destroying that family, getting that guy sent to jail, uh, by lying about
1: the fact that he had, um, he
2: had raped her. Uh, and then, uh, and then she ran away from that. So, so (coughs) Daphne realizes Amber's been lying to her this whole time. She doesn't have a sister that died of cystic fibrosis. She, uh, is just trying to gold dig her way into this life. So, uh, Immediately, in Daphne's mind, she's like, I have found my patsy. Mm -hmm. I have found the person that I can push towards my husband so that my husband will get me out of this hell of a marriage that I'm in. So, yeah. So, at that point, the wheels are now in motion. And then you start to see the interplay of, like, whenever she let Amber stay at the penthouse or when she let her go to that place, she was trying to work it so that Amber would be pushed closer to Jackson because she knew that that's what uh, Amber was trying to do. So, you're like, oh, You weren't as dumb as we thought you were actually. You weren't
0: the perfect idiot. Uh You were really
1: smart. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And she on purpose starts to eat, you know, uh, food that will have her gain weight. And she starts to dress wrongly so that Jackson would uh, be less attracted to her Mm -hmm. and more attracted to Amber. And this this continues because she's going. I need, I need, I need this to happen. I need this relationship to happen. And when she suspects that the relationship is happening, she drops the final like juicy be- uh, juicy bit of gossip, which is Jackson really wants a son and just hopes Amber tries to get pregnant. So yeah,
3: man. All the while we're like, Jackson is just because. And in in, at first you're like, man. In the first part you're like, why is Daphne so? Why would she put her husband in these situations uh-huh. to do to 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 bring temptation on into him? And then you're like, oh, because Jackson is literally ruining her life, right? Like, like just everything. And I think the really sad part with with Daphne is like, so they have two daughters, and Jackson tries still tries to have more kids, and so Daphne. There's like an uh, an IED. Is oh, IUD. IED, yeah. where huh. basically, it would stop them from having kids,
2: so that they can bring any more kids into the world because mm-hmm. he's ruin it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, and he's not patient with his kids. One of his kids has a learning disability, and he just yells at her mm-hmm. and uh, like forces her to read at the table and all and that's these things that, that was it. spoiled.
0: Yeah, or, or like <laughs> quote unquote
2: spoiled earlier uh-huh. on you realize it's, she might have some issues. It's not that she's just spoiled, but when you're reading an Amber's perspective, you don't see all these things that happen. Yeah. yeah you don't see she's she's acting out. Yeah. You just think she's acting out. So, so then, um, so that happens and she gets what she wants. Uh, Jackson asks, asks for a divorce. Uh, and then we get to section three of the book, which is the last few chapters where, um, uh, they get divorced. And after they get divorced, uh, a few months later, after the baby is born, um, Amber comes, or not Amber, Daphne comes uh, to see Jackson mm. and gives Jackson uh, the file on Gosh. who Amber really is. That was, like, the best part of the book. Yeah. Like, this big, juicy detail. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but at this point,
2: like, I've, have
0: we been listening to uh, Jackson and Amber again? Like, are we in their life again?
2: Yeah, because we. I think we get back there because the last thing that... Amber asks for is for it's either me or her. <coughs> uh, it's either it's either me and the baby or uh, you not having your son. So okay. so now we're back with Amber and Jackson, and they go to like Bora Bora again.
0: Yes, right? yeah, yes. And he they takes get her married. Like the same honeymoon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They go to Bora um, Bora, and then she starts to get all the monster side of Jackson uh-huh. too.
2: Right, and, and she's just like, I don't, I'm not. And she's no, trying to be herself and be like, No, I'm not going she, to. You know, she's like, No, I'm the
0: monster. You right. don't
2: understand? And he's like, nah, honey, I'm I'm the I'm the monster.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the captain. And, I'm, and so he wakes I'm her up with a gun man. in her mouth. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, he does the exact same thing. I'm what is going on? And after, yeah, and he's doing that. And then he has further ammunition because so uh, Daphne comes in and she shows the file to Jackson and says, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna release this <laughs> to the public unless you give me full custody of our kids. Gosh. Uh, and or she comes in and she's like, "I want full custody. And he's like, "I'm not gonna give you full custody. And then she, like, is, like, I have this file on your new wife. You're going to give me full custody. So he sees the file, and he's, like, backed into this corner where he's, like,
0: you I know, can't I, do anything. Yeah, his his family name means everything to him. Mm-hmm. He's super snooty. He, right. Like, when him and Daphne were married, he would, like, at first, you know, he seemed like this really sweet guy with her parents. But then, like, while they're married, one of the, like, terrible things that he says, just, you know, on top of all the other terrible things he does, is, like, some really awful things about her parents being, like, it's like some really bougie stuff mm-hmm. that he says. Yeah.
2: Which is, he's he's just, the, he's the worst. He's yes, definitely yeah.
0: the worst. There's not an area of him
2: that is... That's like, like redeemable. This, yeah. Redeeming well, quality.
3: I feel like, because in the beginning, when, when Jackson asks to marry um, Daphne, the dad's like, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh-huh. Like, I think it's a terrible idea. I don't like this. There's something about him I don't like. And she's like, nah. I
2: don't care. <laughs> I'm going to marry him. Fine. Yeah. And then her dad ends up dying without ever like telling her, oh, what she thought. Uh, but yeah, so then Daphne gets full custody of the kids, so she's like, okay, I'm done with this East Coast life with this crazy person. So she takes her kids and moves to California. Her mom... She gets, like, a pretty good, uh-huh. um, like, uh, I separation. Mean, yeah, I mean, alimony. Money. Yeah, because yeah, he's super rich, so, you know, uh, she gets... She's, she's well taken care of. She moves over there with her mother, uh, which is, like, rekindling this relationship with her mother, because now she can actually tell her mother, mm-hmm. you know, this is what was happening. I wasn't I wasn't trying to, to shut you out or spoil our kids. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I had a crazy husband. Um, yeah, because the because Jackson drove this huge wedge between
0: her dad, her, her and everyone. Yeah, and especially her mom. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. which that is what an abusive person does. Like, oh yeah, you know he they they like abuse they abuse you with words uh, and uh, and other things, but they try to like isolate you and get you away from anyone that could help you mm-hmm. or. Right. or even They even try to just get you away from somebody who could speak, like, positive, like, truth in mm-hmm. your
2: life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they want you to be – yeah, they want you just to drown in their negati- negativity. So, uh, so that happens. Uh, and then Jackson is now, like, seething because Amber could ruin his reputation. So he starts to escalate, like, all the bad stuff that he's doing to her. He pulls out the gun on her, and then he shows her the um, – what's it called? Uh, the mm-hmm. file, and he's like, "I know who you are, uh, but you have my son, so I, I'm not gonna like let you run off. But you're mine now, basically." Yeah, and he just starts being the Jackson that you learned about in the second part of the book. And doesn't like, she kind of call his bluff a little bit? Yeah, she tries. Like, <coughs>
0: she she tries, and and she does. A, she's a little successful because uh-huh. basically she's like, well, you would never release this file, mm-hmm. you know? So, y- you know, you don't want people to know who I am. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of like these two monsters, like mm-hmm. stuck with each other. There's this, like, I think they're at dinner and, or there's a certain scene where she, he's like telling her that she, she'll never be as good as Daphne was.
1: Oh, and yeah. like, it's this
0: weird, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's what, you know, he's
3: like, Daphne was the best. I love her so much. You'll never be as good as her. And then like, The next thing, Jackson's like, Daphne, I hate you, you're the worst. And they're like, what is going on? It's
2: the worst. Uh, And then the final part of the book is um, somehow uh, uh, Daphne has made... At this point, we've entered into Wayne's World, Yeah. super,
0: super happy ending. Yeah, it's
2: like (laughs) she she figures out how to get... um, uh, What's his name? Jackson's new assistant to be a male... Because she knows, you know, Amber doesn't want to put another attractive woman there because, you know, if he could fall for her, he could fall for another woman. So uh, he hires this male assistant. Well, uh, this male assistant was apparently friends with Daphne, but through the cystic fibrosis organization. uh, Yeah, he had been helped out. His family had been helped out because he has a family member of cystic fibrosis. And he somehow does some like sleuthy work over the next like (laughs) nine months and finds out that Jackson's been hiding money Mm. offshore. So uh, she comes. She comes into town on the day that the FBI is going to raid the office. And Walks into the office, <laughs> and the FBI are like, they come to arrest Jackson,
0: and she's like in there, like, "Told you so, Jackson. Knew I'd get you." You know, the whole.
2: It's just. It's, it's too face. perfect. It's, it's too perfect. Yeah, and then after Jackson gets arrested, so then she goes to see Amber, and Amber's like all like, you know. I won, you know, you lost. I got your husband, blah, blah, blah. And Daphne's like, oh no, girl, I wanted you to get him. Has he started uh, making you keep a food diary? Has he started doing all this stuff? And Daphne, uh, and Amber's just like, you gotta save me, or whatever it is, (laughs) and tries to be a friend. And Daphne, like, sees right through it. And then Amber goes back to being crazy. Amber's like, I don't even care. I have all the money. I'm gonna fix him. And she's, and Daphne's like, well, let me tell you this little story about. How the FBI just arrested your husband, and now you are broke, and you live with this monster, and it's going to be much worse for you. And then she rides off into the sunset, and the book ends. Yeah. Did I miss anything? No. You probably missed things that weren't that
0: important. Yes. No, yeah, I mean, there are so many things that we could talk about uh, that happen in the book, and... That would all prove my point on why this book is garbage. <laughs> but you did a good job summarizing it.
3: It's, it's really hard because we've read three really good books and then we get to this one and you're like, oh man, <laughs> this is just the worst. It
2: feels like the book that you would get at like the $2 bin at Walmart. Yes. You know, like if you were on a long road trip and you're like, I just want to fill my mind with garbage. I mean literally uh-huh. the,
3: the cover of it is like a woman sitting by the water. With, like, her legs out and, like, a sun hat and umbrella. And, like, that is the cover of the book. And you're like, what is this? Yeah,
0: you're right. I hate women sitting with sun hats and umbrellas. It's <laughs> okay. just, I mean. No, it could have been, like, it could have been worse. It could have been one of those books with, like, the dude with his shirt off, like, holding the woman in the small of her back, you know. And, like, you open the book to the back cover, and it's, like, the lady with, like, six dogs, like, in oh her picture. Gosh. You
2: know? Could have been one of those books. God. I just I was you know, I was in with this book, you know, I was trying to pull you guys along for most of the book <laughs> when I got to part two and I was like, Oh, this is great and then she ended it the way that she ended it. I'm like, what what is even going on? Uh how is this even possible? Daphne has not been this smart for ten years and then now all of a sudden she can figure out how to involve the FBI. Why did she do that ten <laughs> years ago? Like what took you so long yeah. to be this mastermind that you all of a sudden became uh, with all this bravery? But anyway, that's that's where we are. So we're going to do some quick hits. Uh, oh, man. Do we got some quick hits. Oh, do we got some quick hits. Uh, favorite character. Do you have a favorite character?
3: Yeah, her friend. The one who like spilled the beans on Amber. Meredith. Meredith was the best character in the book.
0: She was the only sane one. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't like a good person. She was like a snooty rich woman, but she like. Did one of the only reasonable things? She was the catalyst that like got Amber to realize, or
3: got Daphne to realize. Oh, Amber's this person.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I Meredith is, and Meredith is barely in the
2: book. Yeah, which is why I like her the most because <laughs> we barely know that much about her.
1: Yeah, and she's
3: probably
2: cheating on her husband too. Probably. She. Uh, she was a horse breeder. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite character, CJ?
0: I like Daphne's dad because mm. he also wasn't in the book very much, so I can't really hate him. Uh, one of the things I liked about him was uh, he was like wait you guys have only known each other for like
2: two weeks why are you getting married Mm -hmm. ding 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 yeah probably yeah a good clue Uh, yeah I went with Daphne because it's not possible to like anyone else in this book it's almost impossible to like her too Um, she's just like she she ends up it ends up good for her you know she moves out of an abusive relationship but a lot of that stuff was brought on by herself with not like not using wisdom in getting into this marriage with this guy. So um, she would be my she would be the only person in the book that, I, <laughs> as a main character. I can I can vibe with you just a little bit. Yeah. My, my theory for dating uh, <coughs> is that
0: it's all to figure out if the person's crazy or not. <laughs> and she did not do that. No, well. she did <laughs> no, not do that well. No. Which she is like why that. like people when they get married after like a really short period of time. I'm always like, man, I hope you have community to vet that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's like the crazy shows up and you're like, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more time could I help you with that. Uh, trash person of the book. So I want to I, I let y'all know this. In about chapter two of the book, CJ sent a voice note that said, if we don't all have Amber's our trash person of the book, I don't know what's wrong with us. Is that still true?
0: Absolutely. She hates avocados. <laughs> oh, yes. That was we like the first thing. That. We forgot about the avocados. Oh, my gosh. I forgot we about, about that? the avocados? Yeah, she like asks for some recipe, like a, a guacamole recipe from Daphne's uh, housemaid or something like that. And the, the woman gives it to her in a very sweet manner.
2: And she's like, not that I'll ever use this. I hate avocados. <laughs> oh, my god, And that's when I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I found my nemesis. Yeah. My book nemesis. Okay, so yours is Daphne. Oh no, uh, yours is Amber. Is yours I Amber. And I equally hated Jackson and Amber. They're both
3: two very terrible people. Yeah, that's they true. They found themselves in love. Yeah, was <laughs> two perfect. monsters. Love. Two monsters found each other. <laughs> yeah, both of them are trash people.
2: Yeah, I'm just going go with Jackson because he's the absolute worst character of all time in any book ever written, in my mind. He's pretty awful. He's he's. I mean, it's uh, to be so rich. And so, like, I mean, being rich is one thing. Being rich and then being the person that you are that uses your power <laughs> in so many evil ways. Like, I think the core, f- the, the like, the top for me was when he got Daphne committed and paid off the doctors. Do not let her out. I'm like, that is, like, that is the worst. You're terrible. Use yeah. of your power. Um, so, he's my guy. Uh, what was your biggest surprise of the book? Um,
3: I don't know I mean the. I mean I guess you could say that the whole Daphne stuff was pretty surprising because the, I feel like the author did do a really great job of portraying Jackson as this very nice guy yeah and then Amber did a really good job of like getting into it but I think that's gonna be my
0: biggest thing biggest surprise was how terrible Jackson was in the second half of the book it was surprising but I did call it like Really early on, yeah, it was like chapter twenty-three or whatever. And this is, by the way, I call books erroneously a lot. Yeah, yeah. In our first book that we read together, (laughs) that is not on the podcast, I called just about everything wrong. I had about thirty theories that were wrong. But this time on this book, I called it like right away. Well done. So. You're that welcome. book he's referring to is the
2: last time my wife, ah, uh, which is what by this Riley Sager. Riley Sager, who is the a man. man, yeah, yeah. S- um, my my biggest surprise was the fact that Amber was actually pregnant with a boy. Yeah, that's true. Like she lied about every single thing, and I I was sure that like because she photoshopped like the sonogram and said, "Oh look, we're having a boy," so I I assumed like she would get married to him and then be like, "Surprise, it's actually a girl," and then. That would be like another added like crazy part of their uh, relationship, but she actually had a boy. Yeah. Did you say your? No, you were surprised that you got it right. Oh
0: no! I just wanted to brag. My (laughs) biggest surprise was how much better the voice actor was when Daphne started telling us her story. It was so much better. (laughs) I mean, she like maybe they did on purpose. Like they wanted Amber to sound like a robot and then they wanted Daphne to sound like the More most human yeah. yeah human person ever but and i think don't they doesn't Daphne she takes some psychology classes and then she diagnoses she mm-hmm.
2: Jackson As a and Amber mm-hmm. yeah so yeah she cuz he wants her to take what does he want her to take yeah that's another thing that he's controlling he's wanting her to like further education and take like some art classes yeah at the community college. And not only is he doing that, he's like tracking her and figuring out where she is all the time. So instead of that, she takes like psychology class classes with cash under the table just to figure out like what a psych- sociopath does. So my name's
0: Amber. I love Jackson
2: Parish. Oh and goodness. I hate
0: avocados.
2: Is that how she speaks? That's terrible. That was another really bad <laughs> rendition. Uh, what's one thing that you would have done differently?
3: The book be shorter and not so long. It was so like there it, that whole ten chapters of them with that affair was just so incredibly too long. They like, gotta cut a lot of that
0: out. <laughs> it was too long. Yeah, yeah. I would have had like an auto skip function audio book, like a
3: Netflix <laughs> skip
0: intro. And then I so you just push play and then it skips to the end of the book and then it ends and then I never have to hear any of it. <laughs> that would have been what I would. Have this is why I
2: love reading the book. So I can just skip that stuff and get to where I am. I think for me, the one thing that I would have done differently, uh, she, you know, the Wayne's World ending, like you said, the whole FBI thing was so unnecessary. Mm. Like you made this woman that was never uh, could never figure out even uh, how to make her husband budge an inch to be the superwoman. That's like, oh, I'm gonna figure out that he's stealing money and hiding it on an offshore account. I'm like, I don't know. Why didn't she do that years and years before? Like, if she could figure out how to do that now, she should have had a way to figure out how to do that earlier.
0: Well, and we'd already gone back into the perspective of Amber and Jackson. We, it, the author of the book could have told us that piece of the story by the FBI showing up to Jackson Parrish's house. Right. And Amber and Jackson are... You know, like, maybe she's got a gun in his mouth, you mm-hmm. know, and he's got a gun in her mouth, and yeah. they're just doing the whole monster thing, and then the <laughs> FBI come in, and they're like, oh, sorry, you know. Sorry, you monsters, guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, monsters,
2: monsters, we gotta take you, take you away. But yeah, I didn't like that. I think she was trying to make it too happy from where it was. Yeah, it's too nice of a bow. Yeah. Why the heck would Daphne be there? Her getting her custody of her children was enough of a bow for me to go. Yeah, and she did that in a way that made sense Uh uh, in terms of the trajectory of the story, but um, it didn't need to end that way. In fact, I think it would have been better if it had ended with two monsters trying to fight fight it out in their relationship to figure out who the bigger monster was. Mm. But, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. That is The Last Mrs. Parrish. I don't know. Uh book bacons. How many book bacons do you give it? Two. Two book bacons? Zero. Zero book bacons. Zero. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a cool two and a half book bacons. Um I was entertained for the second part of the book. Uh it kept it kept my my, you know, interest. But yeah, I think there's just there's too many things that could have been better.
0: I read uh, three fantastic books right after this. <laughs> and just like how good they were really like put in perspective how bad this book was. Yeah, oh man. I mean, I'm reading Count of Monte Cristo right now. That is like probably the best book ever written. And then in comparison to this book, this book, like, you shouldn't even be able to like stack the Count of Monte Cristo on this book. (laughs) They shouldn't touch. They shouldn't be in the same room.
2: Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, that's how we feel about The Last Mrs. Parish. So we don't recommend that you read it unless you are going on a 13-hour road trip and... You have nothing else to look at except for words. Uh, But uh, thanks, Reese. I don't know that we're going to use your um, metric again, but hey, it was a good job. So for next time – actually, for next time, we are – like I said last time, we are going to do our top fives of the year uh, and – that's going to be that's gonna be a thing. The next episode that we're recording will be our top five books of the year. And we'll talk about them and laugh at each other for the selections that we've made. Mm. Uh, and after that, we will be reading uh, The Water Dancer by ta Coates. So um, if you want to read along with us, get The Water Dancer by ta Coates. It will be awesome. And, uh, you know, we would love to get your recommendations of what books we should read next and record podcasts over. Uh, If you want to leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash the last time I read, we will listen to those. You can get us on all of our personal um, Twitters and Instagrams uh, if you know us. That should be great. Yeah, we should probably make an Instagram. Account. Yeah, we've talked about that. I mean, it's
3: going to happen. We have some We've got worldwide worldwide uh, fame, guys. Yeah, we
2: do. You know, Ecuador, Australia.
3: Australia. Yeah, <laughs> so Whoever is listening in those areas. <laughs>
2: thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. And Audible, please. <coughs> we love a sponsor. Like, yeah. Like, like Shout out all the time. CJ says every time, sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot this time. <laughs> please still sponsor us. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to get at us, again, anchor.fm backslash the last time I read. You can leave us a comment or a voice note and we will be glad to take your recommendations on what to read next. But this has been The Last Time I Read. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Hey.
1: you